podcast. I'm Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Today is Wednesday, March 6, 2019, and this is my fifth episode. Can you believe it? It's so exciting. And it's about to get a whole lot more exciting because today we will be discussing the topic of change kind of piggybacking on my last podcast and how change is possible at any time in our lives it is not too late as long as you are alive to give you a perfect example of that i want to enlighten you on the history of the nobel prize And I want to thank this opportunity to thank Rabbi Kogan for bringing the story to my attention. Rabbi Kogan, you are the man and you know it. I love you. So the Nobel Prizes, as most of you probably know, are annual awards given in several categories such as chemistry, literature, peace, physics, and physiology or medicine. And they are regarded as the most prestigious awards in those fields. What matters for our purposes, though, is the history of how they came about. They were created by a Swedish man named Alfred Nobel, who was a chemist, an engineer, and an inventor that made millions from being an armament manufacturer, and in particular, from inventing the dynamite, which was his most famous invention by far. In 1888, triple eight, angel number, his brother Ludwig passed away. And for some reason, a French newspaper thought that it was Alfred Nobel who had died instead. So they published an obituary for him entitled, The Merchant of Death is Dead. In it, it described him as basically the man behind so much evil and destruction in the world by virtue of his inventions, which they said had aided in more deaths and more destructive wars. And this obituary made him really unhappy with his legacy. He became really apprehensive about how he would be remembered. And that inspired him to take significant steps towards change. He immediately redrafted his will setting out 94% of his fortune to establish the five Nobel Prizes, of which the Nobel Peace Prize is by far the most famous. Nobel ended up passing away just eight short years after that will was revised, and when he died, his obituary was a much different one than the mistaken one that was published eight years before by the French newspaper. He changed the course course of history, but also the course of his history, inspiring people to develop ideas and inventions in areas that would be good for the world and inspiring people to promote peace. It was basically 
a 180 from what his name was associated with before. More importantly, this completely disassociated the name Nobel from evil and war, and it attached it permanently to good and peace. When you think of Nobel, I know that just like me, you think of peace. I don't think there's a lot of people out there who actually think of dynamite. <laughs> so he was lucky that he got a glimpse into the future, that he was able to see what he would be remembered as in detail. And he had the presence and the courage to change that. I feel that most of us would also take the correct steps if we were presented with the same foresight that he was, albeit by mistake. But we most likely will never get to read our own obituary. Perhaps, though, we can try to imagine what it would say. And I'm definitely not saying that we need to make huge monetary contributions to save the world or impact millions of lives in order to be fulfilled or to do good. Not at all. But for our own personal purpose, wouldn't it be nice if we were meaningful to at least one other person or being or institution? This is all just to say that there is always time to change your story to change your footprint in the world, to change your legacy. And even in a more micro level, to change your life. We're not always the same. Our lives are full of chapters. And they don't have to be the same. And we are not at all bound by our, our mindset of our decisions that no longer match who we are now or who we want to be today or where we want to work or who we want to be with or how we want to spend our money or our free time. We are always changing. On a cellular level, who we are today is not at all who we were just a few years ago. Our body mostly replaces itself every seven years on average, which means that every few years, we are literally, physically, an entirely new person. So don't feel bad if you change your mind about things and about people, and if you change your position in your life. It's only natural. And don't feel like it is ever too late to start a new chapter, to reinvent yourself to change your image. Don't feel stuck in the old perceptions that you have of yourself or that you feel that others have of you. All that can be changed and it is entirely up to you to make that happen whenever you're ready, at your own time. We are all in our own time zone. Think of people who've completely reinvented themselves. People that everybody knows. Like, what if Maya Angelou had been judged by who she was at 20? If that was the case, then the world would see her as a prostitute and a single mom. If Malcolm X was judged by who he was at 20, then the world would see him 
as a Detroit red and a thief and a woman beater and a drug addict. And not just people that did things young, but what about just normal career changes? Like Julia Child, she worked in advertising and media and in secret intelligence before writing her first cookbook at age 50 and launching her career as a celebrity chef at age 61. And Vera Wang, famous for her bridal dresses, thousands and thousands of dollars worth. She was a figure skater and a journalist before entering the fashion industry at age 40 and becoming one of the world's best fashion designers of today. And the great Ronald Reagan was a famous movie star before he turned to politics and became our 40th president at age 69. What about billionaire Spanx founder Sarah Blakely, who sold office supplies door-to-door for seven years in her 20s before her line of slimming footless pantyhose launched to success in the 2000s when she was in her 30s? And Harlan Sanders, the man who started KFC, he was 62 years old when... He franchised the multi-million dollar fast food chain. And before that, he held several odd jobs like gas station operator and railroad worker. And the list goes on and on and on. And the point is, it does not matter how old you are. It does not matter what your financial circumstances are. Sure, of course, being younger and wealthier helps, but... What truly makes a difference is passion and diligence and uniqueness and perseverance. And like I said in my last podcast, being true to yourself because that's what other people need from you. That's what's uniquely yours. That's the most valuable asset that you own and that you have. So many of us feel strange about having too many passions. We often feel like a jack-of-all-trades and master of none. Ben Franklin apparently never was ashamed about that, though. And he was a master of all. And no one judges him for being multi-talented. In fact, they praise him. And it's not just about jobs and careers. What about relationships? Some of the best marriages and most famous couples in the world were previously married to other people before they realized that even if their life was okay, there was still someone else who was more aligned with who they were and who would fulfill them more. And relationships are messy because feelings are messy. Think of how when Tom Brady met Giselle Binchin, she had a fi- he had a fiancé that was eight months pregnant with his first child. But today... Tom and Giselle are a power couple that we cannot imagine without each other. Life is not always linear. What is meant for you doesn't always reach you at a specific time or in a specific way. The universe or God or nature or whatever that energy field source is for you cannot tell time. Time is a human invention. As Thomas Edison famously said, he did not fail 1,000 times. The light bulb was an invention with 1,000 steps. So don't focus so much on the obstacles, but rather on the results, 
of what you want to achieve and how great it will make you feel and how it will benefit society as a whole. Even if, again, if we're just talking about a micro level, because in a micro level, the fact of you being happier and more content with your life means that you are a kinder and a better person towards others. And you deserve happiness. That's what we're here to do, to be happy, to enjoy life. If there's a will, there is a way. And that's all we have for today. Thank you guys so much, as always, for listening to me, for being here with me. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and wishing you all a wonderful rest of your week. See you next Wednesday.